Hola, welcome. This is Josh of Integrating Presence, and today I have Julia Marie with me. Julia, how's it going today? Pretty good, actually. I'm celebrating a personal victory, but yay. That, that's cool. We'll we'll get to that towards the end yep. specifically. No problem. And the standard format here is if I don't know the person well enough, I throw it back to them uh, to introduce themselves. So who is Julie Marie and what does she do? Well, she's uh, an intuitive medium who is a mentor and a teacher. And my greatest joy is helping people discover how their unique connection to the universe works. That gives me the greatest joy. Yes, I offer readings and consultations and all of that good stuff. I'm an energy healer, but primarily I'm a mentor and a teacher with 30 plus years experience. Very cool. And it, it does go pretty deep. And I, I kept this as a maybe a kind of a surprise. We'll see here. Um, uh, it, back before the lockdowns, um, or whatever we want to call them, the COVID situation, mm -hmm. um, I joined, I signed up for one of uh, Julia's uh, classes. And um, in, in St. Louis, we'll just say that I don't want to give away too much, but it turned out that um, I signed up for like a um, just a, a little tiny one day, little few hour workshop. And she agreed to take me on if I signed up for the full training, because um, usually there's a prerequisite of a full training course. And so I went ahead and did that and signed up for it. And, and then I was able to take the, the that course with her. And I was pretty impressed the exercises we went through in the training I got right then and there. And I won't give, give away any specifics. Um, and then it turned out that COVID happened in the, and uh, we couldn't do it in person anymore. And I think if I'm remembering right, my choice was just to forego it. And so now I'm no longer really in the St. Louis area, but I just want to know that we have had um, some slight interaction and in, it seems like ages ago now, but um, I'm sorry, right. I don't remember. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, uh, you know, the, the the place where you give readings in, yes. in, in St. Louis. Well, I don't, or I don't know I'm if you not in St. Louis either. Yeah, okay. But, but back <laughs> then, yeah, either. no, yeah. it's 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 wild how, um, yeah, things happen and, and are, are forgetting sometimes. And, or, you know, maybe I, I'm mistaken or something. But anyway, it was just a short, just like a couple hours or maybe not even an hour. Yeah, I used to there. I used to do those kind of introductory things, and I will tell you mm -hmm. this: a lot of times, the reason why I don't remember people that I come in contact with, especially if I'm teaching or doing readings, is I'm in an altered state, so I'm on the right side of my brain. So, oftentimes, it will take three or four times of me meeting you in person for me to for it to actually stick. So, I don't apologize for that anymore. But you know what I appreciate. That I did a good job for you. Well, I yes, and yeah. that's what. And this goes to my my fiance, who um, I would say does similar type work. And sometimes the information just comes in, and yep. then it's 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 whatever's needed for the moment, and then it just you know it's gone. You know, mm -hmm. um, pretty much some of the stuff, depending on what it is. So yeah. Well, I guess where I want to take this today is I would like to maybe talk about awakening um, and being a catalyst for change as well. Um, 
first, I think we should start at the beginning here. Uh, what does awakening uh, mean to you, or how would you de define awakening? What does that mean? Um, I will say that for me, in its purest form, awakening would mean a shift in one's level of consciousness, and more accurately, it's more of an expansion of one's awareness of what is already existing around us. So that's how I would define awakening. I'm moving from one state of perception to another state of perception, and usually that state is more expansive than where I was previously. Beautiful. Now, it might make sense to share something from experience uh, around this. What, what would be appropriate to kind of maybe um, color flavor this or give an example of um, in your own experience or maybe with clients or just in general and uh, the world? Well, my life was totally changed through my own personal awakening experience. I was active duty military, had just finished getting a law degree, had a certain plan for my life. I was very caterpillar oriented at that time. In other words, I was focused on the material world and my goals and all of that stuff. And then the universe came knocking and I had a series of what are now called spiritually transformative experiences. I didn't have a name at the time, so I just thought I was losing my mind, going crazy, because now I'm having round red circles appear on my body where I later found the chakras were, spontaneous activation of healing energy, and seeing and hearing people that were invisible to me, but I was aware of them showing up in my living room having conversations with me. So that's what my awakening experience was like in the moment. Now I can look back and see I had a sense of that coming, like there was a leading edge to it that I was not conscious of. In other words, there were intermittent times when I'd have these sparks of awareness, but I thought it was just me being really clever or perceptive. <laughs> I didn't realize it was actually my intuition. So that's, I would say, awakening process. It doesn't have to change your life in that radical way. For a lot of people, it is slow and gentle. My own personal process, it needed to be how it was because I obviously wasn't paying attention nor was I responding to the signals my soul was giving me. So a little bit more emphasis was needed to bring me around, to snap me out of my hypnotic state of slumber or whatever you analogy you'd like to use. Yeah, and in my experience, I've talked about what I call or what I've heard called dark awakenings too, where it's not just all love and light uh, to begin with. And it's actually quite, some of the things were actually quite frightening um, and, and troubling. And then, but I felt a lot of it had to do with my own regress state at the time mm -hmm. and leading up to that. Not that, yeah, so, so I, I, I um, that's maybe what I would say around that now. Oh, I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't call, I want to be clear. I would sure. not call my experience okay. a dark awakening that okay. I would definitely not put it in that category. I okay. would say it was terrifying I and see. frightening because it was so unknown to me, mm -hmm. but all, everything that I experienced was supportive, was helpful and was encouraging, even though some of the visions scared me, but I wouldn't call it a dark awakening. So I, I just want to, 
about that. Very good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad yeah. we, we got that sorted. Yep. Uh, um, now, the other thing that comes up that I'm also fascinating is, it, it, I'm fascinated by, and is discernment. Um, so mm-hmm. have you ever had uh, beings coming to you cloaked, meaning they appear as something they're not, and you later find out that there's an overlay of um, they're they're cloaking themselves to to appear uh, not their true appearance, or you know maybe they can um, choose whatever form they'd like, and maybe they don't always appear the way they're appearing um, to, to to other beings or the way they represent themselves other times. Do you know what I'm getting at here? I do understand the importance of discernment, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is a skill or uh, an attribute that we should all always employ. We should always be discerning about what it is we're engaging with, be it in the physical realm or any other plane. However, I have not personally had an experience of something coming to me looking like it's light, and then I find out later it's not. But I am a believer in sympathetic resonance and entrainment and in the power of intention. So I've always said the same thing, that I choose to interact with certain frequencies. That's what I invite into my field. I don't invite anything other than that into my field. Have I had challenges where I've picked up some riders or something along the way? Yes. You notice the change in your energy field and you address that. But if I am going to engage with that which is not seen and I'm coming from a place of fear, I'm lowering my vibration. Now, is that going to enhance my experience or not? Like attracts light. So if, if I am intentionally choosing to only access the highest light frequencies that I am able to at this time, then that's what I'm going to receive because the universe is responsive. Ask and you shall receive. Now, again, Discernment is important. So I am not going to just willy-nilly hand over my understanding of an experience to someone else's perception, I guess would be the best way to put it. This is is helpful, yeah. Um, The the other thing that comes to mind is the astral realm, or what some people call the astral realm. Um, Do you see... um, how would you uh, have people uh, when they're when they're um, dealing with this realm? How to to interact in it, or would you see even a lot of the the interactions you have uh, involved with this realm? And then how would you um, go beyond it or outside of it, or or uh, what else exists outside the astral when we're talking about these um, these spiritual experiences? I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I am not. Uh familiar with what people call the astral realm per se. I know that when I work, for example, when I'm doing mediumship, I know that I have to pass through that level to get to where I can communicate with people that are crossed over. I know I pass through it, but I'm not aware of it when that happens because my target is somewhere else. So I go to my target and I don't pay a whole lot of attention to anything between me and that target, if that makes any sense. It, it, it does, because my understanding of the astral is mostly distortions. So, yeah. yeah. 
So if my intention is to move to the other side of that, then that's where I'm going. Beautiful. That's been my experience anyway. Very cool. Um, and then before we get into the kind of the change thing here, what would you um, tell people about that are interested in doing this? It will either uh, work coming to you as um, to, to, to work with you, to have them uh, get a reading from you. Um, how would they prepare for something like that? What should, Do they need to do anything to prepare for that? And also, if people would want to train with you, um, what are some kind of like homework or prerequisites you'd recommend for people? Um, and then maybe even kind of an overview of particular things uh, that 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 people could come to you for what to to, to um, sample your skills, I guess and put it. And then also to if they wanted to train, you know, what, what would they be learning, you know, and how? OK, so my perspective is everybody's wired the same. So all I'm doing is helping people understand how they're already natural connection works. Most of the time we're receiving information, but we're not aware of it. So all I do is help you become aware, become more aware of the signal that you receive the best, whatever channel works best for you, and then you work from there. So I would say, as far as training goes, I am working on putting my intuitive development course in an on-demand format online so people could just go do that because that gives them the basics of what's intuition, how does it work, how do you identify, all that fundamental stuff. And then from there, they can then come and do practice. They could practice using their skill set. It's not about teaching you to be a reader. It's about teaching you how to function with all 10 of your senses instead of just five of them. <laughs> because for every physical sense, you have a metaphysical match. And most of us are operating only with the five physical senses. And occasionally we'll get a hit in our gut or something like that. But we're not utilizing everything we've been given as a human being to utilize as a way to move in the world. So we're walking around half, half, I don't want to say half human, but half, half embodied maybe. We'll, we'll put it that way. So they can do the online training. Um, I do. The only prerequisite I have is that if a person wants to learn to do spirit communication, they have to go through the intuitive class first and they have to have a real, they have to be really comfortable with how their, their equipment works before they come do the mediumship. If they're looking to communicate on behalf of other people for, in a reading format, if a person just wants to learn how their loved ones reach out to them from the other side, that's another separate experience that they can have that's more along the line of, here's what to look for. So there's smaller units. There's a class on how to work with your spirit guides. There's a RET, restorative energy technique, fifth dimensional thing, whatever that was that was activated in me, I am now attuning other people to. And it's actually producing some pretty wonderful results, but it gives people the power they already have. All I'm doing is helping you find your own potential from the inside out. So readings wise, if you choose to have a reading, it's good for you to come to me with what it is you're looking for. Not that I can't give you, well, what the spirit have to say, 
but then I may speak to something that you couldn't care less about. If you come, come prepared with the, the subject areas you want to address is what I would say. The spirit communication is self-explanatory. Your loved ones will show up for you every single time. All right. So let's go into now um, being a catalyst because okay. what you talked about your role and your um, trainings, your offering offerings, uh, being a, being a catalyst in the world, um, or yeah, or, or on the however we want to put it. What would you say mm -hmm. about um, being a catalyst? Well, it took me a while in my spiritual journey to, to realize that the radical response people had to me was because I was a catalyst. So I know that's my function. I didn't know it in the beginning because people either were magnetized towards me. They would say, there's something about your presence. And I'm going, okay. Or they would run because there's something about your presence. And I used to take it personally. And it took me a while to realize people would come back to me and start telling me stories about how things in their life seemed to accelerate or things opened up or stuff started happening. And I realized, oh, so that's probably one of the reasons I'm here is to catalyze people. So I actually that, looked up what a catalyst is, <laughs> somebody that stirs things up. Yeah, that's, it's, it's beautiful too. I've noticed it in my experience, uh, mm -hmm. maybe not quite as much anymore that sometimes just my presence alone, uh, things that I can say will bring up things in people uh, sometimes that they're not ready to um, deal with and also or they don't have the tools to deal with even if they they wanted to to bring it uh, have it brought up and work with or you know maybe they they do but it, it's not the most pleasant thing and so yeah it is kind of can be in my experience and notice it's almost like an accelerator for something mm -hmm. and, I, and i and i'm still learning on how to go about you know tuning in more being more mindful of when this is could be helpful for someone and when it's it can actually be uh, damaging. Um, it, it seems like you, you've got a pretty good handle on how this works, you know, and, and how to, how to do it. I, I think I'm still feeling my way out on this, although it, it is better. It once was. Yeah. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you this Please. little tidbit. Mm -hmm. When you receive information, when you get a download, when you're around somebody, especially somebody new, the first question I always ask, is this information for me or for them? Because a lot of times what you're receiving is for you to be able to help that person more. It's not necessarily to say, blah, blah, blah. So always ask, is this for me or is this for them? That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Some things I have to just um, watch what I say as well, just in yes. general, even if it's, yeah. uh, you know, if you can kind of intuitively see into how someone is and how they're behaving. And then, you know, uh, sometimes I could say, well, if I just said this one thing, you know, maybe it might spark um, something, you know, an awakening. But it, oftentimes I found it's not necessarily or just how I say it is just as important, if not more important than what I'm saying. So yeah, and then and then knowing what is what, because it, with empathic ability, sometimes it's hard to discern whether, mm -hmm. you know, where I start and end and where the other person starts and ends and who whose is what and, and what is whose and this type of thing too, yeah. 
But the thing I will tell you is there have been many times where I've known, I've known for a fact, I was put in somebody's path because I have pieces of their puzzle for them. And I've walked away still holding those pieces because they did not either ask the question or send out the vibe that says, here are your pieces. Wow. Well, you know, we're both semi-public uh, figures here. Yeah. I Well, I might as well use that as a cue for uh, to see if you're holding any of my pieces or if anything wants to come through around this or the audience in general or if there's anything, if that's okay to ask. Um, I feel like what I'll say for you is what's coming to me to say to you is that you, you're right at the cusp of something and it's important for you. It's almost like you can either fall back and go back down this slide. It's like I'm seeing this really steep triangle and you're sitting right on the top and you can either go back or keep balancing just for a little bit more, just a little bit longer, and you'll be able to move in the direction that you've been wanting to go for some time, it feels like. Would you, do you understand that? Yes. And uh, yeah. yes, uh, that's, that's, uh, I don't need to go into details right now, but yeah. at least you don't have to area. tell me. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. At least in one area <laughs> yeah. of my life for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. All right. Then back to the, um, the, the catalyst here uh, and, and change. Um, what about, you know, change in the world uh, at large, you know, not just um, on, on a personal individual level, like we've been talking, but like, um, is it possible to make a, a, well, of course it is, right? But for people who just have this little me syndrome, right? Where they think, oh, I'm, you know, I, I could never do anything or I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. I can only be as good as they, uh, I mean, not necessarily people still caught in that inferiority mm -hmm. conceit, but sure. it just anybody that even has a degree of self-confidence um, and wants to help and contribute uh, to greater change, first off, is that something uh, worth pursuing? Uh, how practical is that? And then are there any um, maybe steps or guidelines for, for folks who want to contribute on uh, greater levels to the service, service of others? Yeah. And change in the world in, in, in general, you know? Because uh, I know there's, with me, I, I have a tendency, I, I mean... It's it's safe and easy to 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 not get involved because at least then I'm not creating more distortions and you know um, uh, potentially messing up. But then if I can contribute and I'm holding back, that's the other end of that coin. If I were to say one thing to everybody out there, every single soul on this planet right now is here for a reason, and you have a purpose, and your contribution doesn't have to look. Big. It doesn't have to be large scale. I get it all the time in my classes. What can I do? There's so much going on. What can I do? I'm just one person. You can do your best to raise the frequency at which you vibrate on a daily basis. And as you monitor where you're vibrating or resonating, know that that resonance goes out and impacts the people around you. So if you're walking through your day radiating kindness or compassion, you're making a huge difference in the world without having to say a word. 
If you want to make a bigger difference, then gather with a small group of like-minded people and broadcast peace. It, it, none of us knows the when or the what that's going to trigger our expansion. I would say to everyone who thinks the, uh, the collective awakening is tomorrow, uh, be patient. Many of us that are listening to this podcast right now are not going to be living when that finally happens. We still have a long way to go, but remember that you're here for a reason, and there are other people that are also here for that same purpose. None of us are alone. Beautiful. Now, as far as uh, that general awakening um, mm -hmm. is goes, you know, are there anything we can do to contribute to that? Because some people, it seems they don't want to awaken. They just want to stay in a comfort zone, right? And um, not really um, do anything other than um, whatever they need to be in their comfort zone more and, and instead of less. And now I get it. Some people are so stressed out. It actually mm -hmm. helps them to be more in a comfort zone. And awakening, not all the time, as far as I feel, is synonymous with exiting a comfort zone. Um, however, so what can uh, folks do if they're called to contribute to more of a, a mass awakening on the planet? Well, first I would say, just like I tell everyone when I do a group presentation, I am not here to convert or convince. I'm here to share with you my perspective. So hold that in your mindset you, it's when you become aware of more than you were aware of before, that does not mean you have to go around and convince everybody in your environment this is the new best thing. They will, they will shift or they will fall away based on the resonating field that you create with your awareness. Be the frequency. And that frequency will do the work. You don't have to say anything. You'll find people that may be in your friend circle that start to get drawn to you and want to talk to you about this stuff, but they don't know why. That's your opportunity to say what's going on in your world. So one person at a time. That's beautiful. And it's yeah. a good reminder to where I was um, trying to go and you know, talk to people that weren't interested mm -hmm. or are ready even, and it is ended up causing more harm than good mm -hmm. for a while. So yeah. I, I like this, this advice, this, this wisdom you offer and share here. And so that leads me to the next thing is uh, if people want to kind of continue on their awakening journey. Are there um, what types of exercises and material? Uh, what would you recommend for folks to um, continue on their awakening, or maybe accelerate? Or how how should we look at that? Uh, encouragement, support, progression forward on this balance as well. The first thing I would say is if you give the universe five minutes a day five minutes a day, not even 15. You don't have to go sit in meditation for hours. Five minutes a day in a quiet place, same place, same time, five minutes a day. All you do is focus on your breathing, focus on your breath, in and out, do those, what, find some breath work formula that works for you, that calms your mind, and 
I've only ever asked spirit two questions. What do I need to do next? And what do I need to know? Because that's the only thing that matters. That's the only two questions I've asked for 30 years. So sit and ask, what do I need to know? And wait for a response because the universe is responsive. The field is responsive. You are now intending to engage in a conversation with the greater intelligence of which you are a part. You're saying, okay, I'd like to come online. So what do I need to know? And then wait for the field to respond to you. And know that the more you do that, the more the connection is built, the wiring is set in place, and pretty soon your stream of consciousness all the time. It's like a streaming service with no interruptions. Literally, you will eventually come to a place where that aspect of your being is all the time running in the background. You don't have to strain to connect with it because you've, you've built the connection. That's beautiful. Second, second thing would be walk through your world and pay attention. Pay attention. Let's say you're driving and you've driven down this neighborhood. Well, maybe start paying attention to the houses and notice the things that you have never seen before. You're, you're going to be shocked because your human mind fills in the blanks. So most of us go through life not even realizing what we're walking through or being in. So those would be the two things. Sit for five minutes and pay attention every day. And treat, treat it as an experiment. You're collecting data. It's not about being right or wrong. You want to find out how your connection works. So be curious. Beautiful. And I couldn't agree yeah. more with this stuff. Uh, you know, early on in, in my meditation practice, uh, I, I would I would ask these questions. And then part of the process for me was getting comfortable not knowing as well, or mm -hmm. when the answers didn't come and I got frustrated. Yeah. So how am I with that? And then sometimes I would get answers and it would be, you know, somewhat satisfying, but it would only give part of the part of the answer. And a lot of times it, it it led to more questions. But then I was I was okay with that. And a lot of times I'm okay with just asking the question, not yeah. demanding an answer or needing an answer. If it's needed, it will come. If it's not or I'm not ready, well, then that's okay. You know, the, I was just engaging and curious, like you're saying, by asking the questions, you know, internally, of course. And yeah. I love this thing about paying attention to because um, just gave a, a brief talk the other day uh, uh, that I heard somebody else say about participating fully. You know, how can we be more mindful in more chaotic mm -hmm. situations where we don't have the time to be present and mindful, you know, in the way we might think about it. But if we engage fully, fully participate in whatever we're doing, then yeah, that's helpful too. And yeah, the, mm -hmm. there's so many details and so much more going on if we just slow down and have the intention to be more fully present in order yep. to notice more and get a broader experience from what's always there all the time. Yeah. As long as we don't get overwhelmed by it. Sometimes exactly. that can happen too. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a fascinating and lovely um, conversation. Um, would would you like to tell people where they can find you online, um, uh, uh, any events or trainings that you might have coming up other than you mentioned uh, your, your books, uh, how people can work with you, any of the any of this stuff, anywhere else you want to draw people's attention to? And then what message would you like to leave the audience with? So where they can find me is juliamarie.us, really simple. 
If they want to hear samples of my podcast, it's Evolving Humans Podcast, and they can find that on Buzzsprout. And the book uh, just drops today. It's Signals from My Soul, A Spiritual Memoir of Awakening. And in that book, it's the story of an ordinary woman's extraordinary experience of awakening. I share not only my story, but I give you principles that they gave me to live my life by and suggestions throughout the book that will help you live a more aware life. So it's actually, you get a twofer. You're also getting some practical things that you can do and apply and think about. Um, As far as trainings coming up, February, I'm going to be doing an altered states workshop. So that's four weeks. It'll be in the newsletter, which they can go on the website, fill out the little contact form and get added to the newsletter um, list. They'll get a free seven intuitions hacks book for their, for their troubles. And um, I think that about does it. And then as far as what message would I leave them with? I would say, not only are you not alone, you are more supported and appreciated and valued by those that you cannot see than you can have any understanding of. There are beings standing, waiting, hoping that you will ask them to help you. So please don't forget to ask for help. You will receive it. The universe is responsive. It will work with you. The universe will meet you where you are and patiently and gently lead you to where you need to be in order to realize your fullest potential. And you carry all the answers within you. It's not outside. You have everything you need inside. So that's where you need to go to look. Beautiful. Well, thanks so much for joining today. And may all beings everywhere realize awakening and be free.